everybody, welcome to our podcast. So this week we're jumping on the bandwagon and we're finally doing it. We're discussing the Barbie movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we both watched the movie this week. Um, we wanted to do a podcast on it because we wanted to relate it back to children and parenting and women. So we also watched it separately and have no idea what each other's opinion is on it. And we haven't discussed it. Um, so this is going to be part one of our video. And there will be a part two. And part two will be on how to entertain children at home. I googled recently questions and topics that mums most want to learn about and Google and how to entertain children was one of them. And yes. I thought Barbie was toys related. So I wanted to kind of incorporate all of that together. So the Barbie movie, Cheryl. Ah, uh, you know, I at first when I was watching it, I was like, "What is going on?" Like, I didn't really know where it was going. You know, you like see her. Fl- I don't really want to ruin the movie for anybody, but no, we're gonna ruin it. This a disclaimer: if you haven't watched it, then don't listen. <laughs> okay, good, because I was like, yeah. you know, when you see her floating down and stuff, you know, I'm like, okay, is it just gonna be a movie of them? playing with a doll you know basically I I thought we're watching someone just playing Barbie and I thought it was Mm going to be age appropriate for my daughter to go watch it but I was thinking no I don't think I don't think it's towards I don't think kids should watch it unless you're over a certain age maybe like PG 14 I don't know what are the PGs now well I don't know, but actually I think it would be okay if she watched it because I don't think she would comprehend what's going on with the movie. I think she would just watch it and see loads of girls looking pretty and pink and beautiful and be like, wow, look at all these girly things. I don't think she would really understand, but I didn't want to go and watch the movie at the cinema. To me, I was like, oh, no, it doesn't seem like my sort of thing. And if you ask someone at home that thinks, oh, do you know what? I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon. That's so stupid. I'm not going to watch it. Then the movie's probably for you. Yeah. Because, it, yeah, it is. It's completely it's... different to what I thought it was mm-hmm. going to be. Exactly. So I think the beginning of the movie actually was like some of the most interesting points. What did you think of the the opening like the beginning? Uh, I found it so odd. Like, okay, so, you know, she like floats down and then you see pregnant Barbie. And yes, she's like, oh, yes. we don't take notice of pregnant Barbie. Like, why would we have pregnant Barbie? You know, like pregnant was, Barbie was weird. Yeah, she was like, pregnant Barbie's weird. We don't need that. Yeah. It's like, you know, they only want that type of one cookie cutter Barbie because, Mm -hmm. you know, pregnant Barbie probably was not exactly the cookie cutter. Um, So, yeah, I did find it and I found it weird also because I thought it was a kid's Barbie movie that, you know, she was going to be eating food. She like in the first scene, pours her cereal and there's nothing in the cup. It's very, Mm -hmm, it's very odd. Like I found it so odd when I was watching it. I think the thing that stuck out for me most was when she was going around in Barbie land and she was saying hi to all the different Barbies and they all had different names like hi Dr. Barbie, hi President Barbie, hi Pregnant Barbie. It was almost saying like women can't be all of that. Yeah, You can only be one thing, right? You can only either be pregnant, you can only either be a lawyer or a mum or um, stereotype Barbie as she is the main main character. Stereotypical. (laughs) She's like, I'm stereotypical Mm -hmm. Barbie. I'm like, what? Yeah. So that was really interesting. I also noticed the pregnant uh, doll being weird as well, which I thought was weird. Uh, I thought that was weird to think that telling 
that you know are the women that being pregnant is weird is weird yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was really interesting but I can't remember and I don't know if it's just where I grew up because obviously I'm English right and I grew up in a really white community like the 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 village that I'm from was known for being a very racist village I can't remember Barbie having so many different ethnics like I can't remember lots of ethnicities being represented through Barbie but not in the 90s I don't know I just know I grew up in South Africa we didn't really Barbie was blonde blue eyes and she was just Barbie like we didn't really have variety of what you're talking about as well like I agree with you that I don't think there was much I, yeah. I know I know there was I know there was a pregnant Barbie. I remember seeing it. There was one that had like a, t- a stomach you could like turn off and then it had twins inside. And I really mm-hmm. wanted that Barbie, but I never got it. I don't know. I remember being like, I wanted for some reason, I just wanted the babies in there. Yeah, because but... kids are obsessed with babies. Like your daughter yeah. is obsessed with people having babies in their bellies, right? Yes. Yeah, and she and she, now she's in you know a stage of sticking toys in her belly, <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and she keeps telling me, "Do you want to feel it?" And I was like, "Who told you that you feel it and stuff?" It's very weird. Um, yeah, and uh, they were always blonde, like my the Barbies. I never thought of that. Like, I didn't really think Barbie came in any other race. Or... Which is really interesting because when they say like stereotypical Barbie, I feel like that's what is represented in Taiwan as well. They expect the Westerners to look like me and just me, right? But skinny, I'm not skinny. <laughs> if I was skinny, I'd probably be famous by now in Taiwan. But, you know, Gosh, they expect the whole... <laughs> they expect like long blonde hair, blue eyes, white skin. Like that's what a really pretty Westerner should be. And that's what they want to hire in the schools. And that's what they want to be seen with as well. You know, not the darker colored skins or the tan skinned or uh, don't want to employ. They often will say like they want people from America, England. They're the two top places to employ in Taiwan, right? Yeah. Mm. And I find so that. I've- yeah, I do find that a little bit hard. Like for me growing up, I didn't really uh, have a race that I could say I relate to. If you know, because I grew up in South Africa, I feel that they always said I was Asian or Chinese, never Taiwanese, Chinese. Um, and I wasn't allowed to be part of the mixed part. You know, it mm-hmm. was always... It was always that you are Chinese, you have slanted eyes, like, hello, you can't be anything else. And then when I come here, I think I'm going to like fit in. But then at at the same time, because I mix people almost, it's like they find me too international, maybe not international, but westernized because mm. my thought process is very different to theirs so it's really hard to fit in here with Taiwanese people that I also feel like oh this is what I would associate myself with and relate to and I can't either so it's very hard so you never had a a Barbie to represent who you were really you... Uh, I have to be honest when Brett's dolls came out I was like oh this is me <laughs> <laughs> because they all have slanted eyes every even the mm. white brat dolls have slanted eyes so um i was like yes finally i have i can like tell people that this is based on my looks you know yeah um 
but Barbie, you know, you want to have those big eyes. And I always growing up thought blonde hair and blue eyes were the what people wanted. I mean, now I've got like blonde hair, but, you know, I, I never would have dyed it that when I was younger. I only did this yeah. now because I have so many grays. But it's just hard for me because I just didn't relate to it. So, yeah. And I think here, also, like you said, the uh, big eyes is such a big thing that people are obsessed with double eyelids, that they wear the double eyelid stickers. When I think in Chinese, I could be wrong, but uh, I think it's called Fong Nian, your yeah, eyes. And I, I think I think that's beautiful. Like, I think those uh, that eye shape is absolutely stunning. And I think it's so beautiful that it almost feels like, why are you taking away from your own beauty and trying to be something you're not, but also wanting double eye? Like, like those eyes are such beautiful eyes. Yeah, so this is another thing that I struggled with is when I came here and people found out I'm mixed. The first quest question is, why don't you look mixed? Why do you look Asian? And it's like hard to... I can't explain it. I've always been like, I don't know. And then they're like, oh, your eyes, they're very Asian eyes. And um, like, if your dad is white, why didn't your, you get like your dad's eyes? And I'm like, actually, I did get my dad's eyes. He has eyes, almond-shaped eyes. I just happen yeah. to be mixed with my mother. And my mom actually doesn't have almond-shaped eyes. So it was very hard to be able mm -hmm. to explain it to people. Because I'm like, I don't know. It's genetic. But also, um, I think Taiwanese people will be shocked to hear that actually in the Western culture, people have surgery to get almond-shaped eyes. So, you know, we always want what we don't have, right? Um, I, when I was watching the movie, I found it really interesting when, um, I can't remember what happened, but she was like, but Barbie doesn't get embarrassed. Like a woman, yeah. like, like, you can't be embarrassed. Like, yeah. Barbie never gets embarrassed. I don't know what that was about. Oh yeah, me too. I I found a lot of things weird. Like, she, she just thinks that, like when she says she doesn't have a vagina. Did you see that part? <laughs> I was yeah. so like, <laughs> yeah. what is going on here? <laughs> it was funny because right at the end, that's the last thing she does. She's. It looks like she's going in for a job interview, and she's like, "I'm here to see my gynecologist." <laughs> So, because they turn her into a real woman, right? So now she's actually got a vagina. So, yeah, no, that was funny. Um, were you into the Spice Girls when you were growing up? I would love. Massively. Yes, I was always baby Spice. Like, always. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm baby. Mm -hmm. and my I friend, was ginger. And my friend, <laughs> my friend was always posh, posh Spice. Okay. She, she's very posh now as well, like very prim and proper. Um, And I had the shoes, you know, those like sneakers. Platforms. But they, they're mm -hmm. white. Yes, I loved it. Yes, yes. I found it really fun, like interesting that when weird Barbie is introduced, you know, the Barbie that has like the weird hair and the scribbles all over their face. When they introduce weird Barbie, they use the Spice Girls background music to introduce her. And I was thinking, I wonder if that's because when the Spice Girls came out, they kind of... Well, they showed a bit of diversity and also how like women empowerment and how to be strong and how to be creative and go out and like, you know, spice up your life, all of that, you know, and yeah. I, I found that really interesting that they use that music to introduce the weird Barbie. Yeah. And also, mm. uh, they also say to her that I'm sorry that I call you weird Barbie at the end because all this movie is basically telling 
woman to get an identity, right? Like, because mm. they, they all saying that we're all kind of the same when they were saying that, oh, you have a lawyer, you have this, but they didn't really, they weren't really a lawyer or a doctor. They were just told that that's what they were. It was all like pretend. And then it's like the weird Barbie was the only one who had personality and was like, yeah. you know, a, a closer to a human. So I found that really interesting. And I didn't find her so weird looking. Like, yes, her hair's a little bit crazy, but I was like, oh, I quite like her. She's quite cool. I um, mean, whose Barbie didn't end up looking like that after yeah, like a couple of months? Like <laughs> everyone. <laughs> no one had a stereotypical looking Barbie by the end of like, I don't know, a couple of months after playing with a Barbie, right? Um, the funny thing that made me laugh, which was so relatable, because I'm someone who suffers with this, when she's, t- you know, when... um things are starting to happen to her that are real like she has flat feet and um things like that there was one moment where she looks down at her leg and she's like oh my god they're like yeah sally like (laughs) (laughs) and and it's just like yeah because women carry fat in their legs Mm -hmm. we float men don't float it's really interesting if you ever go swimming with your husband or um your boyfriend or a guy friend you women can lie on their back in a swimming pool and they can float men can't they find it really hard because they don't hold as much fat in their legs so Mm. women do so we get cellulite my legs are covered in it i'm covered in cellulite and it doesn't matter how skinny i've been in the past i've always had cellulite yeah it's a, this, I mean, I think every woman has it. Even if you're a skinny woman, I'm sure you have some type of cellulite somewhere. Mm-hmm, and like, mm-hmm. I just feel like it should be normalized. I like that. I like that part where she was like, yeah, what it is was this? funny. <gasps> but also, I don't know. I think, I think it would be weird to put cellulite on a Barbie doll. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, buy a... I just think Barbies just need a little bit more. Uh, diversity like more body shape you know because we've always had that yeah the perfect boob the perfect little itty bitty waist and then the you know like it's all perfect and it would be nice to have ones that have different shapes you know be inclusive so that little girls or boys whoever playing with it because look at ken did you see ken he was always like whoa i'm so yeah built yeah 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 yeah. and they almost i felt like they almost made it like men were stupid because you you could see they were like no they did yeah they definitely did (laughs) however i think it would be weird to buy a barbie doll that had saggy tits and cellulite no i i I just think they could make it a little bit more realistic as being like you could have the the hips a bit broader you know like we don't need to show the boobs so so hangy but just make different size boobs did you see there was one that had the boobs grew i found that weird yes. i was like what yeah, barbie yeah, yeah, is yeah. i was like i would not buy my child that barbie because that's weird but anyway um just you know make ones that are relatable so that kids don't think oh i need to look like this barbie um and you know think that that's the perfect body um i remember mm-hmm. i got a, a barbie that was like her waist was not the normal it was just like that and the waist was a bit like elastic because she was Mm. the barbie that danced and Mm -hmm. she was actually a barbie with tanned skin i'm not saying it's it's a black barbie i think it was more like a maybe spanish or something because she had braids and it was like rollerblade barbie or something like that i remember and then you could move her middle part of her body and it would do this like she would move side to side but her waist wasn't like 
cookie. It was like straight, you know. So mm. it was not that I related to it. I just I remember noticing like, whoa, she has a very flexible stomach. <laughs> and now <laughs> thinking back to that, I'm like, oh, she didn't. She didn't have the typical waist, you know, that I would think. Um, that I just think it's hard to represent all women and body types and and what's a realistic body. And I don't know, for me, I would find it very weird playing with a Barbie with a saggy tummy, saggy tits and Sally light on the legs. Because <laughs> that's a realistic woman's body. Not, yeah. But that's not, a, it's it's a weird thing to sell. I don't know. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some people will disagree. I did find it interesting when Barbie comes into the real world and she's on the rollerblades and Ken starts to realize that it's a man's world, right? This is a man's world. Yeah. And he's like looking around and she's starting to feel self-conscious and she's like, oh, I feel so self-conscious and I, I feel really ang- like anxious. And then he's like, I feel great. Yeah. And he's loving it because he notices that power shift from being in a world where Barbie was the confident one and he was the anxious one to and self-conscious to now the roles being switched so you know they did the obvious there with it with the gender roles didn't they 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 made it very obvious that men are still seen as a higher gender than women yeah and I also like that she went into the office looking for a female she's like who's the female in charge and they're like well we're in charge and we're men they were like we're men and she's like what what is this? You know, I don't understand what's going on in this world. Um, I do think it's great that they showed Ken going back to her house, like her Barbie mm-hmm. house, and like mm-hmm. making it into a man cave and and wearing that really weird fluffy jacket. He just looked yeah. hilarious. I was like, oh my gosh, this is I weird. Loved, I love the music video. Uh, the Ken music. I'm just Ken. Anywhere outside beer ten. <laughs> like it's really. It reminded me of like boy band. Yeah. Like you know the old like NSYNC kind of like boy band. Blue. <laughs> yes, blue. Oh, um, I thought that was hilarious, and actually thought of made me think of one of my friends that said to me he was like I am not going to see that movie and actually if he is listening Stephen go and see the movie because I think he will or download it whatever yeah he will really enjoy it I think it's really cheesy and funny um yes yeah no it it was great I think for me there was a really nice moment that I loved where she sat at the bus stop and she looks at that old woman and she's just like you're beautiful Mm. and the old woman's like oh thank you and it's just like yeah because that was one part that was being not represented in the movie age Mm. you know and growing gracefully with age so many people are pumped up with filler and botox nowadays and no one wants to age gracefully and just the fact that this older woman like why can't an older woman be seen as beautiful because there's no old barbie yeah right it's true and um i like that you know, at the end, we meet the person who created Barbie. And one of the Barbie said, you don't look like Barbie. She's like, what do you expect? We're human. Mm-hmm. I've, I've I've aged, you know. Yeah. And I really like that um, side of it as well. I just loved also the mom when she was saying that women have to be everything. and And then we still get told that we're not good enough. 
And I really related to that. I loved it. I was like sitting there like, yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah, that was a really empowering speech. Um, I think especially towards the end. And she just says like, "It's, it's too hard. It's too hard. It's too contradictory. And nobody gives you a medal or says thank you. And it turns out, in fact, that not only are you doing everything wrong, but also everything is your fault. I'm just so tired of watching myself and every single other woman tie herself into knots so that people like us, yeah, so people like us. And if all of that is true about (laughs) true for a doll, just representing woman, then I don't even know. And it is so true. Yeah. When she was saying that, I was like, it's so true. And I just think that's why I also tie it into being a parent because you know as woman as a mother as a partner you get blamed for everything if something goes wrong and it's not even your fault not saying that there should be blame on other people but it automatically falls always on the mother uh, mm, if mm. if it is a, a you know if you are in a relationship or or in a marriage or parenting usually if you are the person doing all of the organizing and you know play dates or whatever it is it always falls on you when something goes wrong and it ends up you having to fix it and then when something can't be fixed it ends up they always say like oh like you know you why couldn't you fix it and I really I really related to that like I I, I almost felt like I was going to burst into tears when she was doing that monologue because I was just feeling it so deeply because I feel like it it's it's relating to my life at the moment too (laughs) yeah oh that's something we didn't do at the beginning of this episode is check in on our lives yeah well we just got straight into it um yeah um we're just too excited to hear each other's opinions I think I definitely was excited to hear what you thought about the mother and you know the mother and the daughter in the film okay their relationship so that was a very sad very sad for me to see because it's so hard to see teenager not being appreciative to their Mm. parent even though it's a very normal thing for teenagers to do but I just felt so like sad because I can see it from the mother's point of view and like wanting to connect with your child when your child doesn't want that and I I was like I hope my daughter's not gonna be like that but on the flip side the way that the 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 roles between the parent and the daughter happened towards the end it was just like the daughter said no all these designs that you make are really badass they're so cool they're so dark like I look up to it so sometimes maybe when mums think that they're not being appreciated they are but sometimes it's not easy for teenagers to express their feelings and it's normal teenagers are gonna rebel not want to do things it's just so so hard to see because you can see that they want that she wanted to like you know, grab her kid and and give embrace her, and she just didn't want it, and she just had to let it be. And then also having flashbacks of them playing and going through mm. some difficult times and stuff, it was quite like hard to watch for me because I get emotional with anything, like anything yeah. to do with you know a mother and a child, or anything to do with death or 
but I think I it's important to watch it though still because it it does normalize what a, a regular relationship is like so yeah. when you're thinking like oh maybe I'm not doing the best as a mother and maybe my child doesn't love me as much or respect me like it's showing though this is normal and yeah what you see on social media with all these people like look me and my daughter out doing this and blah. we all know the negative impact of social media let's face it yeah. it's not real yeah and so it was good to see it's just hard because I'm not at that stage yet with my child so I'm just thinking is this what I have to look forward to uh yes. someone who talks back <laughs> yes. yeah and yes. doesn't want she me already in her talks life. back Cheryl <laughs> oh my god she's already got an attitude she gives me attitude when I question her <laughs> like she's sassy we always say it but yeah. she gives you an attitude already yeah yeah <laughs> today um, Patty yeah. at work was like oh my goodness I can see what you mean about her back chatting I'm like I know yeah she's quick she's witty with it as well yeah Um, another thing I did really appreciate with the movie um, that I think everyone needs to jump on the bandwagon of is exposing this whole cancel culture how everyone is so cancelled so quickly because of their opinions and how they feel or their own experiences like for us we had a chat the other day that you know we were too scared to discuss certain topics on this podcast because we were worried that people would cancel us when it's our opinion but sometimes it's our experience yeah and we can't change that yeah I, I do think it's okay for people to be upset about other people's opinions and to if you need to be cancelled because you were really offensive by saying something bad about somebody or a organization let's say in a very offensive racist way of course but I just think these days lots of people post things and it's not to do with that and they get cancelled because we have a bunch of oversensitive um Mm. you know I don't know I don't want to say like teenager but it's the new generations like you can't say certain things you can't say certain words without you know what it reminds me of offended yeah did you watch that black mirror episode where it was all based on social media and you had to be nice to everyone to get likes and then and and then you could buy a house yes like the rankings it reminds me of that If we are all nice to each other and PC and fake and over the top, like that's what the world is going to end up like. Yeah, It's interesting to hear different people's opinions because we all have them because we grew up in different backgrounds. We grew up with different cultures. You can't expect everyone to have the same education, the same family, the same background, the same upbringing. We're all going to put together our own opinions. And yes, of course, like outright racism is not okay. Yeah. You know, there are things that are not okay okay but being able to express your opinion and talk about it and have a good conversation with someone yeah you know I that's what I mean like if someone is being full flat out racist and offensive then I don't Mm, think it's great but yes but when someone is talking to you and they are expressing their opinion and telling you a story I just don't like it when people get so offended when someone's telling a story and, and you that person's not that's not their intention they were just telling you because they were like oh this is what happened to me the other day and and they're yeah. just saying it and then you'll have somebody who's offended by like something you said in passing and then yeah. it gets blown out of proportion because now you like labeled something 
And it's really difficult for us because we live in Taiwan where people here don't speak out and they don't question, especially at work. And something that I've struggled with recently is people assuming that just because they don't ever cause any confrontation, they feel that they are morally right. And I actually think the opposite. I think you have a service as a citizen to stand up for yourself and stand up for others and to make a change. And if you're never going to do that in your workplace and you're never going to stand up for your own race or for your colleagues, etc., then also moaning about it and not being happy, things are never going to change. So please, if you're listening and you're someone that feels like you are morally right because you never cause any any type of um, issues or any type of... <laughs> debate yeah anything then you're not a morally right person because you do that you're just a quiet weak person in my opinion yeah you know like but you yeah. see the thing is i feel like i'm the opposite of you i have mm. i've always been able to like i told you nothing offends me i'm very agreeable i am um, will listen to things and just like if i don't like something i just like okay whatever i don't like it i'm just gonna move on um and like, and I'm not saying that if you like, don't like something that you linger, but if I hear something and I just think that I'll just leave it because it'll just make too much of a problem for myself and I don't like conflict, I will always mm. avoid it because it's something that I've done. But like I told you now this year, I'm trying to be more, uh, not aggressive. I'm trying to be more self-loving because mm. I feel like I let people I let people get away with things and say things and then I'm upset and then I t I do tell you sometimes like I'm upset this mm. person said this yeah and then I but I didn't say anything at the time because I just was yeah. like I don't want to cause a scene um and so I think that's also smart though because you pick your battles you always yeah. have to pick your battles but, no, this year I'm trying to be more self-loving and also know my va my value because I told you that you know before I didn't really know my value and I always mm. like let it go with my family with my friends I'm someone who is like if you don't like something I'll just be like okay let's just do it your way it's not a like yeah. if I and I, if I'm unhappy I will just suck it up and hold it in whereas this year I've decided to some times not all the time but sometimes I'm like mm. okay I'm like with my kid of course with my kid I'm always like she doesn't like it we're not doing it but with myself I want to be more like that because with her I'm such a mama there I don't care if I'm if my child is in the wrong sometimes it, maybe she has been and I'll just jump in without even thinking because I'll, I'm like how dare you say this about my kid um whereas for myself I'm so timid and you know like I'm not gonna uh make a scene right now whereas my husband is the opposite he's very opinionated and he will tell you like I don't like this um but if... again it's all about picking your battles and sometimes maybe he yeah. doesn't pick the right battles all the time oh no he 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 it's every time so I'm just like oh my gosh every time yeah <laughs> yeah so I just think if there are any Taiwanese people listening like stand up for yourself a little bit more and it's okay I used the word weak earlier it's okay if you are weak in that area but yeah then don't moan about it yeah. Don't moan about not getting equal pay and things like that. Like, if you're not going to stand up for yourselves and say anything, then don't moan about it. But then it's easy enough for me to say, I'm the white girl sat here who who lives in Taiwan and has definite uh, white privilege. Mm -hmm. So some people can't say anything because they are in that job and they know if they lose that job, that there's not something better for them. Yeah. So 
it, I get I get how it can be really difficult. Who is Alan? Do you remember Alan? Oh, Alan. Yes, Alan is so. Who's Alan? Okay, so <laughs> no, but he's not in Barbie. I don't think he's in Barbie. Uh, he is in the Barbie movie, but I don't think he's like a Barbie character. Who is it's... he? I don't oh. know who Alan is. Oh, Alan is that guy, the one that's with the girls. They go and abduct. No, I know who he is oh. in the movie, but I don't know who he is. Like, oh, I don't just know. Like, who... Oh, I'm no. just Alan, and they do make a joke out of it, like he's like the left behind person. Yeah, I he's... have no I... idea who Alan I... is. Oh, let's take a look. Um... <laughs> who is Alan? Does anyone remember Alan? I don't know who Alan is. I also was a bit like. <laughs> <laughs> none of us know who alan is okay we can take a break and maybe research that in our break okay. so we're going to come back for part two and we will be discussing ways to entertain your children at home bye, bye.